We love GRTV. We love GRTV. We love GRTV. We love GRTV. Hello, welcome to another episode of We Love GRTV. I'm your host, Lorenz, and I'm here with my man, Jeff, from Poppy Demand. Jeff, tell them where you're from, what you got going on. I'm from Grand Rapids, born and raised. Um, my whole life was spent here, and actually over here on the west side of the city. Um, two houses between one street. Uh, lived over here for about 20 years before, you know, growing up, moving out the hood. Not out the hood, but out of the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, uh, the popular demand came about, well, it used to be called The Zone, which started in 2019. And uh, I just wanted to bring like something like a need or a want to my side of the city. Yeah. Because um, there wasn't nothing over here, uh, especially, you know, for urban wear, for me or, you know, the, the people of this area. So um, it started in 2019. It used to be called The Zone. The Zone simply was... Uh, it, it was an acronym for my daughter's names, Zoe, Olivia, Nalani. Okay. And uh, the reason why there, there was a three instead of an E is because the Griffins had a store called The Zone, which was in a, uh, it was their team apparel sto shop downtown at the Van Andel. It's yep. literally in Van Andel. But um, uh, so we had to find a creative way to still like mimic The Zone, but not kind of like do duplicate what they got going on. Okay. Tax issues. But um, and licensing, so uh, decided to come up with the e with the three instead of the e. The three just based simply just meant like my three daughters, Zoe, Olivia, and Alani. Okay. And where I grew up over here, we used to call like a portion of the neighborhood like the zone, you know. So that's where the zone came from. So I wanted to incorporate that all of that in, into the mix, um, which again started in 2019. Uh, right here on Bridge Street mm -hmm. and then uh, um, like as a store you know I opened it May, actually on my birthday it was like May 11 2019 I opened the zone uh, we were going steady for like a good three like two three months and then like uh, they kept breaking in the store you know like two three times in less than two weeks yeah they they was tearing it down. Y'all so, was a target. Yeah, That's so crazy. so we I kind of like made a decision, um, which was probably like the biggest one of, you know, I, of me opening the store and finding like, you know, uh, a way to get around it. Um, so I had an opportunity to move it to the mall, which is Rivertown. Okay. So I did that and we had opened there uh, November 1st of 2019. So from May to November, I was already on track to meeting my goal, which was I always wanted to have a store. I mean, the goal, the end goal, I thought in my mind was okay. to get to the mall. But Jumpstart, they kind of progressed that goal faster and further than what I expected. Okay, you know, so I outlived my so expectation. That, that issue you had caused you to, like to maneuver around it. Yeah, and then make a jump that she wasn't really ready for, but that jump pushed you to where you need to get to. Most definitely. I mean, it was like a leap of faith. It was either like we're gonna take it or I was gonna close the store down. You know, that's I not mean, an option. No, <laughs> it wasn't an option at the time. And you know, I, there was stuff to prevent like it from happening. Um, we could have put like you know the like the little fence on the on the windows and the door and stuff like that but the landlord wasn't trying to do it out of his expense and mm -hmm. it just was a lot of politics behind it that you know it just was a better move to just go when I had the opportunity to yeah uh so you're a true grand rapidian what do you like about the city say Man, something positive yeah you know? 
Um, honestly, like my, my favorite time of the year is, is the fall and the winter. So when it comes down to the festivals and, and all the stuff that the, the city has to offer during that time, like Rosa Park Circle, yeah. you know, I take my kids ice skating. Well, you know, we hit the we hit the Spanish festivals because I'm a Spanish of descent. So um, that's that's pretty exciting to me, you know, and uh, just like that, that city lifestyle while, while it's around. Okay, you've been know? to Art Prize? Yeah, yeah, Art Prize, all of that, yep. Did you, uh, there was some party, Latin DJ, he went crazy on the bridge. Did you see that party? Yeah, I seen that one too. And then they did, they, did, they would do a whole bunch of stuff. Like I remember the silent disco that was on the parking ramp. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, Grand Rapids got some creative stuff going on for itself though. Yeah, we're like, definitely we really growing do. slowly but surely. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm proud to see it. Yes, sir. Uh, is there anything special in the Latin community that's going on that you know? Um, of? Not that I'm aware of. I'm not, I'm not, I can't say like I'm really uh, involved. With, with that portion of the community. Okay. Um, which, you know, there, there's like a Latin community center and a lot of stuff going on over there. Granville, she's child of the center, um, the school. But um, that's, I, I haven't really stepped in that lane yet. Okay, okay. Uh, Describe your work ethic. You um, have a nice brand, you have, you said three stores? Yep, I'm working on number three. How did you get there? Describe your work ethic. How many nights did you not sleep? I'm still not sleeping, but, um, <laughs> So it, it really starts, it starts with uh, dedication, yeah. you know, you got to be dedicated and you got to want what you, what you want, what you love to do. You know, I, I, I love to get dressed. I'm, I'm a clean person, you know, so I, I like nice things. Um, I've always have, especially like the clothes, clothing industry, fashion, all that stuff since. I mean, I always was a good salesman. Like every job that I ever had growing up was always selling something, okay. you know, so that's kind of where the clothes and the uh, being an entrepreneur and uh, a salesman kind of all met together, you know, it was something I like to do and I can do. But um, my work ethic, I just, I'm dedicated, you know, um, highly motivated, very, very motivated. Um, like I said, I've had obstacles that's happened with the store that I thought, you know, would have like closed me down or basically ended, ended what I was trying to build but it actually made me stronger and it made me like realize that, you know, no matter what happens, there's always stuff that you can do to kind of keep pushing forward, to keep growing. So that's what I did. And even to this day, I mean, I still look at like, how'd I do it? You know, three stories later, it's a, it's a blessing, it really is. So in order to be an entrepreneur, do you have to be good at sales or is that no. just one skill? No, I, and I, what I mean by sales is just like, um, like I'm, I'm really like a, a people person. So, so just being good with people. Yeah. So it's kind of customer service, you know. Uh, it just, just having that, that, that work ethic, um, while, while in, especially the industry. You know, what I'm saying like the clothing industry, retail is okay. what I'm speaking for. I'm not. I don't know any other uh, entrepreneurial like um, industries that I haven't stepped foot in. So I don't. I okay. can't speak for them, but I can speak for the retail. You know, uh, at having good customer service and being a salesman is like, it's number one. It, yeah, it is, for sure. Okay, so I'm back and forth, Michigan, Maryland. Yeah, for sure. How does your store compare to a place like ACK, Jimmy Jazz, and Baltimore is DTLR, Yeah. and uh, another one, Sonny's, like how do you compare it to them? Yeah, so um, ACK, um, it was actually like, it was like a staple, you know, community yeah. like shoe store you know neighborhood boutique that was uh it was originally on division 
you know, then re relocated on Wealthy. Okay, I know but, it from Wealthy. Yeah, That's the last yeah. time I seen it. Yeah, so, so a lot of the brands that they used to carry there um, since, you know, having relocated or having, to, you know, whatever they're going through at the moment, um, you know, we carry the brands now, you know, so like Billionaire Boys Club, Staple Pigeon, Accomplice, you know, things of that nature. Um, we were kind of like next up in line, so which was kind of a blessing in disguise, honestly, to get those um, because those are like some of the hardest accounts to get, yeah. especially in the, the retail, you know, the streetwear world. Um, but Jimmy Jazz in uh, Villa is kind of, I wouldn't say that's like the end goal, but it, it would be nice to grow the store to be a brand like that, you know, honestly. Um, that would, you know, that's, that's always could be a, a, a mission, you know. Um, but DTLR, the same thing. It's, it's just like, you know, Jimmy Jazz, like you said, DTLR. It used to be called Villa, mm -hmm. you know, Villa joined the movement okay. or whatever. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I've heard but of Villa before. They, yeah, yeah. I guess DTLR had bought them out or something like that. But oh, yeah, ain't no specifics, that. yeah. But then there's Snipes too. You know, you got Snipes. Snipes yeah. Yep. So Snipes um, was Mr. Allen's. Okay. Uh, Elite Mr. Allen's was a store from Detroit. Yeah. You know, so. So that's not Mr. Allen's on 28th Street no more? No, that's it's, Snipes. It's Snipes. It's yep. Snipes. I need yep. to recognize that. Yep. So that's kind of where we sit, um, which we're growing. Went from one standalone store to three stores in the mall. That is crazy. So how did you promote yourself? What did you do to promote yourself, to make yourself stand out, market yourself, and then give yourself that credibility, credibility like we are a store you need to shop at and we are the next thing up and coming? Well, so I do a lot. I did a lot of traveling, mm -hmm. you know, Cali, Vegas, Chicago, all, all over um, to see what what was trending in bigger cities. Because, you know, Grand Rapids is, is a smaller city, which mm -hmm. we still have a lot going on, but we're just not as big as these other cities that are around the you know country, New York, Chicago, you know, like I said. But um, so I go to these cities and I see what what's trending, like what what's the next popular thing or what's the next uh, uh, design or brand that's up and coming um, or, um, you know, what, what other, other stores are doing. So I kind of brought that kind of feel here, you know. Um, there's a brand called Valabasas. So we were like the first one on the west side of the state to carry these jeans. But now you see all the artists wearing them, you know, yeah. Dirk and uh, Chief Keef and a whole, a whole bunch of other artists that are, you know, prominent in bigger cities, you know. So it's like I, what I was trying to do, my goal was to bring a bigger city feel in a smaller size store. Okay. So you're taking your inspiration from what you saw on the outside and you brought it back here. Yeah, for sure. Do yep. you sponsor anybody? No, I mean, we have... We are working with a few, um, okay. which I've got a I got a pack like a box to send to uh, Kobe Buffin in Michigan. Okay. So he's probably like would, would be the first one, and just because he's from he's from Grand Rapids, you know. Okay. So we would like to support our own, honestly. Are there any other brands you're collaborating with? Uh, I know one popular brand here is Dream Sake Work. Yeah, yeah, Duke. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys collab with them any type uh, of way or? I'm I'm familiar with Duke. We we've spoken, but um, like having. I guess uh, putting or establishing a local brand in our in in the store kind of hasn't been um, really worked on as much as it should or as much as it could be. Okay. I should say, but um, a lot of the brands that we do carry, like you know, Dream State Work, that's that's is big here. Everybody knows what it is. Um, 
which I'm not saying we wouldn't get to that point, but there there will be some communication in the future for sure. That'd be dope. I think that's gonna be a brand that takes over. Popular demand is gonna be seen in a lot more stores for sure. A lot of states. That's that's the goal too. You yeah, know, a lot of wanna, states. Especially Midwest. We wanna keep it in the Midwest for now. Um, you know, after Michigan, after we tally, you know, the goal here, move up. Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana. Chicago, nice store in Chicago would be pretty nice. Yeah, Chicago is um, just kind of how how the store is going right now. Having so when you when you when doing uh, when you get into uh, like store or um, into the market or the retail industry like we are in the streetwear, um, oversaturation mm-hmm. is kind of a big. It's a big problem. So territories with inside with brands that are already established. So it's kind of hard to go to Chicago when there's 60 stores yeah. and say, you know, we want to open up a mile and a half away from somebody else where they carry the same brands as us, you know? So that'll kill the brand for one, it'll, it'll kill the market in that area, which I'm not saying people won't come and shop at either of the stores, but if someone sees the same brand in 60 stores in that city, yeah. it's not really exclusive anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's the, that's kind of like the goal or the main thing about owning or having a store um, here or in another city. Kind of got to find a place where there isn't one or there's a need for it or a want, and then you set up shop. You know what I'm saying? You can't just like open up next to, I don't know, if there was a store called MVP Goods or something, mm-hmm. you know, they sell the same stuff or probably been established for 10, 20 years. You know what so I'm saying? So there's still a, a big need for stores such as yours. Oh yeah, Anchor for sure. Yeah, I, I, I would say here, if if there was, um, like I said, with the with the city being so small, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it'd be oversaturated, but it, it could get to a point where these brands won't sell to a, a new upcoming store like they wouldn't sell to me at first. Okay. You know, I had to basically show, you know, show that we were going to be around to stay. And um, how do you show you that you're going to be around to stay? This is taking us down to like, yeah, for sure. when you just starting and you say, I got this idea, there's something I want to do and I know it'll work. I need you guys to believe in me and give me your product. How did you get them to believe in you? Uh, well, I just showed them like so it took like years honestly so okay. in, like my first year like we kept getting denied 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 like you know you got to update your store you gotta you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta carry this you gotta carry that so it came to the point mm-hmm. like you know 2021 we were just able to get a few brands mm-hmm. you know but it took two years to get them because you know uh, starting off like they seen a new business they don't really want to uh, break a partnership with somebody else mm. to be to partner with you the and politics. then you and then you go out of business right so then they then two doors of theirs where they did sell the clothes don't sell them at all no more so kind of had to get to that to that playing field where you know okay you've been been open for two and a half years you got three stores all you guys know what you're doing we'll open an account you know we'll, we'll open up what's the brand that you wear that you want in your store a brand that I want that I want in my store now. Like the, it's a brand that you wear or that you look at all the time. And you just can't stop looking at their clothes or you order from them all the time, but you want them for your store. I mean, there's a few. I mean, uh, like Purple Brand. You know, like I said, they they keep denying, denying, denying. Okay. Um, but it's getting to the point now where they it's gonna be eventually like they're gonna just be like, okay, 
we'll, we'll you know like uh, why not you might as well just give yeah, us all we'll, the jeans. yeah we'll work with you guys and the reason why is because we have the brands that they want to sit next to you know okay we have other um so what i mean by that is these these stores want to be next to like price point goods of like their own you know purple brands 300 dollars jeans they want to be next to other jeans that cost three hundred dollars right you know so we have that now you know okay. we have a couple brands that you know uh cost price point and the retail wise are three hundred dollars so i mean other goods too like g-star you know lacoste um uh billionaire boys club you know ice cream uh colt uh prps uh, prps is all right but um like art meets chaos some pipe some people don't even probably know what that is in michigan i don't know yeah it's from new york but it's okay. you know a lot of brands like that are kind of like up and coming how purple was how they just showed up and everybody just started wearing it mm -hmm. and that's kind of why they don't want to um partner up with us too fast because they don't want to oversaturate their market you understand that understand i understand yeah. that so okay we're going to take you back to when your company was a baby right yes sir how did you work with limited cash flow um, honestly, I was, uh, I had, pr I had, was previously working at a factory for like five years, man. You know what I'm saying? I mm. saved up a bunch of money, you know, my 401k, all that, cashed it out, took my savings. And I just decided like I was tired of working for mm. somebody else. Honestly. I felt you, like that you, at 20. So you know what I'm I saying? I don't know how you felt like that. Yeah, like, crazy. you know, I was 26, 25, turned to 26 when I opened the store. So I kind of just was like, you know, enough was enough. You know, and I've I've done stuff in my personal life where um, I just kind of made my mind up, like, it's time to, you know, to try this. You know, you never know how far you're going to get unless you try it. True. Honestly. You know, I never knew having one store on Bridge Street was going to accumulate to three in the malls in West Michigan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, being, you know, with the store, having it being a baby and uh, having, you know, the cash flow where it was, um... I just didn't stop. I just didn't quit. That's literally it. Okay. So when it comes to pop-up shops, how does that work? For someone who has no idea what a, you know, been to a pop-up shop before, yeah. how does that work on the vendor side and also someone who's buying from the pop-up shop? Okay, that's, I, I like that you brought that up. Cause um, honestly, when we had first started, we was doing all type of pop-up shops. You okay. know, we was doing vendors at Party in the Park um, uh, for like, uh, uh, What's like a I Heart Radio? Okay. When Juice World it came to um, fit their ballpark. He did. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. So like we was a, we had had a little table. We was vendors and stuff. When this is when <laughs> back in 2019 where they was selling, we were selling um, like those vests and fake bulletproof. The fake bulletproof vests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a hot item though, and it was just because the artist was driving that market. A lot of you know these rappers, you know uh, NBA YoungBoy and. You know, a lot of Chicago rappers, Detroit rappers was wearing them in their yeah. music videos. So everybody's like, I want a vest, I want a vest. You know, and that's kind of where the industry or the market is driven from, you know. So um, back to the pop-up shop, uh, we had we had pop-up shops there. We were just doing everything to kind of get our following to a point where, you know, people knew about us. You know, they knew who we was, they knew where we were at. And the store on Bridge, it was kind of ducked off. It sat like 32 feet behind the curb, which is a, it's a ways away, you know, some people aren't gonna really look and try to see if it's back there. Mm -hmm. So, but having a pop-up shop and vendors, um, us, I can't speak for others, but it, it, start, it can start there and you can definitely grow. But um, when you get to a point, 
exposure, you can't have enough exposure, no matter what. You know, there's, there's still people that probably haven't heard of Drake, you know? You can't have too much exposure. But we don't really necessarily do pop-up shops anymore. We're kind of, I would say, uh, a little bit bigger than what we, you know, what pop-up well, shops what, used what to be. What made you get to that point? What made you figure that out and say, you know, we're done with pop-up shops. We're just going to stick to the store and just promote another way. Um, well, it got to a point where, like, uh, what are we going to bring? You know, I mean, do we bring backpacks? Do uh, do we bring jeans? Mm -hmm. You know, do we bring t-shirts? You know, mm -hmm. um, so it got to that point of like, you know, um, the mall. People know, you know, if they Google Rivertown or Woolen Mall, they're gonna walk. You know, there's walkers in the mall all all day long. When you go to a pop-up shop, somebody's usually promoting it. You don't really get too many people like walking by, like, oh, what's this? You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. It's already being marketed, but the mall is already established. It's there. The you mall know? is already like a place that's marketed naturally. You it's, know every, I mean? it's in everyone's head yeah, already. Yeah, so, so they're walking by, they see popular demand. Okay. You know? So we don't really have to uh, pay for pop-up shops when we have free advertisement in the mall. Okay. You know, that's kind of what I was getting at. So let's switch it up. Are you more of a Nike or Adidas guy? Man... Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah, <laughs> depends on the day. Cause I mean, I wear Yeezys. I wear, I wear Alexander Wangs. I, you know, Adidas got a couple collabs with them. Um, I wear Jordans. I, you know, I, I don't own a pair of Dunks, but I like Fear of Gods. You know, I got like, you know, I got a few pair of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm, it's toss ups. Really depends on the day. You big on StockX? Um, I was. Until like again, I feel like the shoe industry, the the market kind of got oversaturated, where everybody wanted to resell, you know, and wanted to do all this other stuff. Which is that's that's a whole nother streetwear level in itself, because mm -hmm. we're more we're retail, and everything that's on StockX is really resale. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you could probably find some retail shoes somehow, some way, but. Um, StockX, like when I, you know, before I had even opened the store, I was reselling shoes back in 2016, 2017. Okay. So I mean, I was doing it back then, but I kind of had got kind of bored of it, tired of it. I used to wait in lines. I used to do all the raffles. I used to do all that stuff. This is when you ever seen like a fight outside for some shoes? Man, let me see. No, but I, I remember when they was. I remember they was. We, she was sleeping outside. Man, dudes had tents. They had generators where they was bringing 2K out. Like, yes, for the Space Jam 11s. I remember that day. Mm -mm. Me and my me and my little brother was outside, like five in the morning. There was already like 40 people in line. They like slept overnight, you know. Then they went across the street to DTLR, which was Villa, and um, they had won the raffles there. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good times. But now it's all it's all raffled, and all these shoe stores be uh, doing their own little thing. Yeah, which like Foot Locker, you know, they employees pick favorites. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, there's a lot it of was a, I think it was a storyline when like the Nike Air Forces dropped on Nike.com. Some dude bought all of them, the entire thing with like a bot. There was uh, a rumor going around that there was Nike employees reselling shoes from the headquarters. It probably is. I wouldn't want to play. You don't believe it? No, I believe it. I just don't want to play. Like uh, <laughs> I just yeah. want to look good in the shoe. Yeah, and it's, doing it's too much. yeah, and when when you you know, I got about how many how many shoes you own? Not as many as I used to. Yeah, like, see, I got six pairs. Oh, pairs. okay. See, I got like 
seventy two eighty pair or something like that. Yeah, seventy eighty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like I used to I used to, you know, not collect them but every drop I get a pair, you mm-hmm. know, resell like um sevens and this is when sevens was popping it was the year of the sevens, I think it was back two thousand sixteen. Yeah. There was a bunch of sevens that dropped it was like ten, twelve pair or something like that. But um it was like after that, after Stock X came into play, into play, like GOAT and stuff, like it kind of took the fun away from it for me, you know, which I mean, that's just personally, that's just how I feel. But there's other people around the city that, that do it. Like I got a homeboy, um, Cheese at Fine Line Boutique. He, he got, you know, he resells shoes and dunks and, you know. Cheese, he's the rapper? Yeah, sir. What? what yeah, I just yep. looked up him a couple weeks ago at Woods. Yeah, fine he line. Cool. That's cool. my guy. It's my guy right there. If I go, if I buy some Yeezys, that's where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Or if you know, um, Dunks or you know, I just try to support him. He supports me. You know, we go hand in hand. You listen to his music? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a music oh, yeah. producer, so yeah, I still have sure. some time I do. to link up with him. Yeah, he, he good dude. Yeah, he real good dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what what you think about the nightlife in Grand Rapids? So. Like I said, I walked around with the camera, asked people, what would they change about Grand Rapids? What do you think about the nightlife? The nightlife was something somebody said they want to change. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, there, there, there was a few, few bars, you know, a few clubs that used to be around Grand Rapids that aren't anymore um, for various reasons. Um, but uh, the nightlife, uh, depending on which day you go out, what night, you know, it, it, it can be nights where you have a good time and it can be other nights where your night be, might be ruined early, mm-hmm. you know. But um, that's something that, that can be changed, especially with inner city, you know, inner city. Um, I don't really feel like there's a lot of uh, uh, bars that play like hip hop music anymore. Very true. You know, and it, it's city reasons they don't want the crowd there you know that the music's gonna bring which that, that ain't never made sense to me but um that that's something that that could be changed Di- diversify you know the the agenda honestly um i've seen where you know there used to be bars downtown that used to play hip-hop music to close them down you know with everything that probably goes on in this city have it being a smaller city again you get a lot of the same people from the same neighborhoods congregating to these bars. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a problem with one another or past problems that never been resolved, and you see them at the same bar you're going to, and there's gonna be problems. That's crazy. That's crazy because it's like, your average is so small, but all the bars are like all next to each other. Yeah. But like the Bob is dope because it's outside. You got woods. It's kind of the inside outside yep. feel. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. See, the the Eve is is a is a good kind of I wouldn't say upper class bar. Um, but it's it gives you more of that uh kind of big city feel. You know, bottle service. They got the booths and all that stuff. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's gonna be there is some up and coming restaurants that's gonna have host some um some some decent music and events and uh it's gonna bring you know kind of a a good bass crowd out um more mature um and i think uh the ambiance you know with jokes and lacey jones and them what they're gonna do i think is amazing for downtown grand rapids okay that more mature crowd um you know uh, we we need more stuff like that though okay 
Okay. We, do. we sure do. So uh, how involved are you in the community in Grand Rapids? Like, do you volunteer anywhere? Are you part of any organizations? Um, not currently. I, I used to. But um, this was like back in the day when I was going to school, you know. Uh, but not right now. I've been so so busy with these with these stores and, you know, trying to build what I got going on there. I, sometimes you get kind of, uh, you lose sight of what, what else is in front of you, you know. But then again, if you focus on too many things at once, you, one of them things is gonna get left behind. Yeah, you know that's true. So that's kind of where my focus has been, has been on you know my family and the stores, you know, and and my team who we all work together, try to do it, try to build it. Yeah, I've been to your stores multiple times. Yeah. You have a cool team, and you oh, walk yeah. in, you feel like you just know them already. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, that's that's what we're about. Again, back to that when I was talking about the entrepreneurship and like salesman customer service in the retail world, you gotta have customer service. You know. Um, well, how do you pick your team? How do you know this guy fits in my store? Um, well, I know one of one of my guys. Uh, it's like a brother of mine. We grew up over over on the west side of Grand Rapids all our life, so it was kind of like a no brainer. Like mm -hmm. you know, hey, you want to come with me to help me build this thing and see how see how far we can take it. Right. So um, then the other guy uh, was kind of like a um, like a trial and error. You know, I was like, hey, you know, I need some help. You want to come help? Um, he's like, yeah, I'm down, and he's been with us ever since, you know, just so they kind of fell in love with what they do, you know, they they dress, you know, they dress nice, they clean people, you know what I'm saying, so they, they're very friendly, people person, uh, oriented, um, and then I have one guy who has retail experience, you know, he's worked at various uh, of these shoe stores around, clothing stores and stuff, so when I had reached out to him, just wanted him to come join the team and tell him what I what my intentions was. You know, he was like, yeah, you know, because honestly, we was tired of that, of that corporate feel. You know what I mean? Always being told what to do, or you on the clock, or this and that, and you got this amount of time to eat. Mm -hmm. Not, not with us. You know, we don't. We're, we kind of we all do equivalent of the same amount of work to build the store together organically. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like like we say, we, we're corporate thugging, you know? <laughs> That's what we kind of say to each other, you know? It's just like a little inside joke, but it um, it actually, you know, it takes it's taking us, uh, you know, to another level, for real. Having a great, great, great team behind you, for sure. So team is important. That's guaranteed. Yeah, most definitely. I wouldn't be able to have this show without the people behind me giving me the opportunity and allowing me just to go, just take the camera and go. So I'm really thankful for them. Uh, how you how do you define success? How do I, where do you want to take popular demand? Like how many stores you want in the next five years? Mm. How do I define success? Well, success to me is is just is based on an individual, honestly. So being successful to me is the first day I opened up. Okay, you know that was success. That's huge. Like you know it just was a goal. Like I just wanted to be kind of my own boss. You know I wanted to work for myself and. To, to do other things that I've never done before, to see how far I could take it. Um, having three stores in three years, um, how many do I want in five? I could say by the time, in five years you said, right? Five years. Five years. I mean, we're on target to do two stores a year. So. That's pretty dope. So 13 in five more years. 
You hear that, people? Thirteen stores, five years. Yeah, thirteen, five years. I mean, that's that's the goal: two stores a year, every yeah. six months, open a new location. Which you know, which kind of what we did already. Um, so like, uh, from May of 2019 to November 1st, 2019. Now that's that's one store. Then the second store I was gonna open in October of 2020. Some things that happened. No, it did, fell through. Um, anyway, uh, so that one had fell through. So 2020 was kind of like the year of COVID. You know, it was unexpected. We didn't know what was going to happen to any anybody. So you did know? COVID hit y'all pretty hard? I mean, it did, but it didn't. I mean, again, that's like that unknown where the mall say, you know, we're shut down from March 13th until further notice. You know, what are we going to do? So... I just did what we knew best. We we were selling clothes out the trunk, you know, mm. literally hustling, you know, just we had to we had to do what we had to do to keep the store doors open, keep the inventory fresh, you know, for people. Um so me and my 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 brother I was telling you about, um that's what we was doing. And then uh so you know, we opened back up in June of 2020, it's like June 6th. That whole summer was doing doing good. The fall time came was doing good. Came to a hiccup in October, um, which our second store was supposed to be open, which would have been a six month span. You know, like if if it wouldn't have closed, right. January, February, March, April, we was gonna open and get another one in May. Mm -hmm. But COVID happened. We was closed in May, so we was decided like, okay, we'll do it in October, six months from or four months from when we originally opened, which was June sixth is when they allowed us back in the store in the mall, you know, mask up, all this other stuff. So um, anyway, October he came, we were gonna open, um, something happened, we didn't. So the f number one store was still going. But from that, I still opened in May of this year, 2011 in Woodland. So six months from there, which was another store, would be in Kalamazoo. So which is gonna open October 7th, okay, 2021. Okay. Yeah, so like That's three three weeks it'll be open. Dang. Yeah. You going straight up? Trying. Just straight up. Again, the only thing I did, I just didn't quit. Literally, I just That's didn't just quit. That's just the biggest thing. Just don't quit. That's it. Because I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have mistakes. You're gonna fail so many times. What do you think was your biggest mistake in this whole process? <sighs> if you can name one. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Mixing my personal life with my business. Ooh, that's a good one. Got to keep them separate, honestly. Got to keep them separate. How do you do that, though? Because you, you walk outside, you're, you know, you represent popular demand 24-7. How do you separate the two? Um, give you an example. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of an example, but you're my brother. You know, you're expecting a deal at the store because we're kin. You know, you're my blood brother. Mm -hmm. But I have a business to run. Mm -hmm. You understand? So if I can't, if I give you a deal, I have to give... I'm not saying I have to give everybody a deal, but everybody's going to expect, That's you know. That's the expectation you create. You know what I'm saying? So, um, if I, you know, you're, you're expecting a deal, which you're, you're my brother, again, but I just um, would like business is business. Mm -hmm. That's where you draw the line, right there, you know. Okay. Family is family, business is business. You don't mix the two. So, would you ever recommend someone going to business with their family? Or having a family-owned business, if someone could. I, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say yes. I mean, I can't speak for I can't speak for nobody but me. 
you know, just the things that I've been through, you know. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, but I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know exactly just because I started off by myself, but now I have a team growing with me. And it's kind of just like once you have, it, your team could be your family, it could be your friend, it could be a stranger, mm. you know. Uh, but as long as you have that foundation, you can take it as far as you and your team allow it to. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. So, if, you know, it could stay grounded if it doesn't work out or if, you know, things or people are seeing eye to eye different. But that's why we have team meetings and all type of stuff, you know. Communication like I, is key. Oh, yeah. I have a whole list. We have like a whole book that we go over and things like, you know, um, like customer service uh, skills, how to sell or like, you know, um, what are things we could be doing more? What could we be doing less of? You know, uh, what's one thing you need from from the store? You know, we all ask each other these questions, kind of like in, on a round table. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's time for the big question. Yeah, what's up? What can we do to make Grand Rapids a better city? What can we do? All right. So in my opinion, I just, I, I really feel strongly about this, but we need to diversify, you mm -hmm. know, and we have to, we have to be open up to all types of other different ethnicities and um, just you know, people, groups of in general. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, we're not trying to single anybody out or anything, but there, there's, there's disparities in Grand Rapids and everybody sees them. But once we get through that barrier and we get over, you know, that hump, you know, I, I feel like the city will be able to come together, which I mean, it has already, but there's there's more work that needs to be done. It's never it's never enough, you know, okay. it's never enough. That's just my take on it. That's actually what a lot of people said. So we're starting to see a constant theme here. And if we see a lot of people thinking the same way, that means there's change coming soon. Oh, yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah, there's change coming. There's change coming. I, I believe solely it's, it's it starts with us. As, as an individual mm -hmm. and you know once one person stands up then two people stand up then there's a whole group of us mm -hmm. you know so that's how that's how change occurs you know it doesn't just start by just one person per being persistent at it it starts with one then it starts with two then follows you know so it's, it's a group 100%. of people yeah that's that's what i feel so any last words you want to say to the people anybody you like to shout out Man, I'd like to shout out all the entrepreneurs that kind of I look up to. Yeah. Um, Dugout D, Demarcus, Batty, um, Jelks, um, all the promoters in the city. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Michael Buxton. Uh, shout out all them guys. Um, just everybody who's kind of doing their own thing and seeing that they, you know, they did it. Even though they do different, there's different industries, you know, food or, uh, you know, uh, entertainment or anything like that but um, just seeing them being able to do it and keep going kind of like gives you hope you know like hey I can do this too but it just it starts with you though you know, okay. you know for sure alright thank you for a yeah, great interview no man. problem bro no problem I'll definitely be in your store soon for sure shout popular demand yes sir thanks for watching guys for sure. we'll be back signing out